Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hi, everybody, and hi to Carrie. I hope you had a good week. I'm so excited for this week's topic. Yes, thank you. I'm also looking forward to today's topic. And hi to everyone. So today we're covering uh, building resilience and we will be looking at tools and techniques for overcoming life's challenges. And I think especially for us women over 40 and approaching midlife and after midlife, I think our challenges keeps changing as we get older and as we mature. And um, so we'll be getting into this conversation. Uh, Kerry, is there anything you want to start off with this week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting, I love the word, you know, the more I said it, and the more I thought about it, and you know, how you start saying a word over and over again, in your mind, and, and uh, just thinking about what it means. And it, it, it actually brings a certain amount of, of joy and excitement uh, for me when I hear this word and I think about it because I think it's such an, uh, um, um, such a great sort of lead in or emotion to think about or um, descriptive word to think about like all the, all the thoughts that come to mind about being resilient um, and the, the courage and the and the power and the um it just the adventure even of of the, what it brought up the the thoughts that conjured up for me in my mind um i, I thought of the, uh just as i was thinking about it the last summer i decided i would learn how to ride a motorcycle and i did even more than that i decided i would get my motorcycle license and I'm so glad I decided there's a big difference between learning how to ride a motorcycle here, at least in British Columbia, Canada, and actually, you know, going through the testing process and getting your license. And I didn't realize most people don't do that. So um, just like learning to ride the motorcycle itself was such a foreign concept to me. And then I just kind of kept pushing and, and uh, going through learning all because it takes a certain amount of coordination and for some of you who ride a motorcycle you might not think about it anymore but as a beginner it was just like <laughs> everything was brand new and um i we practiced on a parking lot and i i would i fell off my bike more than once or twice in the parking lot <laughs> and then when we went off down the street i thought i mean i must be crazy doing this but i was doing it with an instructor and with a team and and, you know, just even to tip the bike back up and get on it again and go and that sort of thing, I felt was such a good example to me of resilience. And um, I maybe wasn't thinking it at the time, but now I think about it and I think, what was I even thinking, you know? And then to test, to actually get your license, it's like the test, the road test that you would do when you first learn how to drive a car and want to drive on the road. You have to go through this um, test and I failed the first time uh, it was in July and I 
I wanted to be able to have my bike license before the end of summer. So I quickly booked as soon as they would allow me to and, and went through the whole process again. And it was in a different town and there was lots of construction going on and like all the things that we forget about what it took to get our driver's license in the first place, uh, I was being tested on. But of course, now on this new, for me, vehicle. And I'm just so thrilled <laughs> now this summer that I had that resilience, that I was willing to literally, you know, fall off and jump back up and get on and go again. So that was kind of what's been going through my mind. And it, it does bring a lot of joy and excitement to me as I recount some of those events. Yeah, while you're talking, I was thinking about my own life. And it's so strange how we like find resilience in, in certain areas of life. And, and we're more prone to be resilient in that area than other areas. And I think if I think about my own life, in the areas that I'm obviously very confident in, I there's a lot of resilience there. But for me, I mean, starting my own business, being a coach and having to do all these new things, I'm more afraid in this area where I'm, where I'm not so confident or confident um, compared to those areas that I know I'm I'm very confident in. And as an example, for instance, I've I've always been very active and I love being outdoors and um sport is is a thing where I, I feel very confident in because I think it's something that I've been just been part of my life for so long. So I mean doing my triathlons for instance, I um you know I train a certain amount of time and then you go and actually compete. And I never even think of failing. I, When I am on the road, for instance, and I think, wow, there's still so many kilometers ahead of me, I never think, will I finish this race? I'm always thinking when I finish this race. So I think maybe for, for you as well, I think maybe just give us some uh, an example where you really – had to have resilience in an area where you maybe weren't that confident in. Right. Um, well, many years ago, I was asked to lead a class. It was a Bible study class. And it was a fairly large international class. And I was not a public speaker by any means. And one of the roles for this job was to teach every week. Um, we were in class for at least 30 weeks a year. And, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but public speaking, but often, I mean, they say it's, you know, one of the things people would almost rather die <laughs> than have to stand up in front of a crowd of people. And, and, and it was, a, um, I felt, you know, the weight of the topic, you know, when you're teaching God's word has a certain um, responsibility to it that really added uh, to to my, um, you know, concern and my mental sort of anguish, you could say, uh, over preparing and then having to stand in front of people. And um, I mean, I felt sick. I mean, honestly, every week I did it for 10 years. And I would feel sick and I would still go. And I would, I would have weeks where I would be on my way home and I would just be like, I don't even think 
like that I said the right things and what if I made a mistake and oh it was and I mean I think for me that was a, a true sign and evidence of you know resilience in my life to to not even feel good about or successful at something <laughs> and to just keep going week after week and preparing and trusting and yeah I think it really did build resilience and develop something in me that I didn't even know was possible. So what do you think, what was the thing that made you go back every week? Although what you were feeling at that point was so uncomfortable, what oh, was yeah. sort of your driving force that kept you going back saying, I'm going to do this again? Right. I think it was my commitment um, to, to the, to the, to the role that, that I felt, um, There was, there was a call to, to do the action, right? And then there was that I said yes. I was thinking about when you were talking about, you know, running your races and, and being in triathlons. And even as you were speaking and describing per, per, like parts of that, I was in my mind, I noticed my thoughts were like, no way, there's no way I would ever finish that. Like, you know, going into it with that mindset already, um, I can tell that that would not be the probably the most <laughs> beneficial for that. And while I was just as likely to think perhaps that about this teaching role, my thought was, I've committed myself, and I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust, you know, in God, I'm going to keep my commitment and so what a different thought right over and and process over thinking well I wouldn't even be able to get halfway you know what I mean <laughs> just such a different way of approaching something I think that commitment is so powerful because um I mean like everyone always alludes to the fact that if we have a good enough reason why we're doing something, we're willing to go through lots of pain and discomfort to actually get there. And I've also obviously seen that in my own life. And it's almost like we forget that we have so much resilience. Um, I think almost at this point in my life, I feel that my commitment towards the things that I think is important and that I want to achieve is so big that I don't really like see, you know, the times where I quote unquote fail, I'm always see it as, okay, that's not a way of doing it. Let's find a way of, of moving forward. So that's like, makes me think, and you've already alluded to a little bit, but what is the, what is the type of mindset that you think, you know, people need to have in order to be resilient? I think first of all, an openness to really see, is this something that I am willing to commit myself to? So like you said, you know, the cause has to be, you know, important enough to us or, you know, have a priority in our lives, I think, for me. Um, I think that's a big part of it. How about, what would you say for you? What, what, I'd love to hear what you think on that. Having a, a growth mindset, um, you know, always thinking about 
uh, how I can do something instead of, you know, what's all the obstacles in my way. And I think if we um, look at our own, you know, again, we have to go back and, I mean, what we've discussed in previous episodes, it's almost like we have to go back and and dig deep into who we are and what we want and what we achieve, want to achieve by the end of our life. And I think that makes it so much easier. And, and if you go w- into it with that mindset, then it makes it so much easier to be resilient and to not let, you know, because we tend to think that these obstacles are so big and it's just barriers in our way all the time. But I think if we have this mindset that whatever is in our way is there for a reason and it's going to make us grow and it's going to make us, you know, almost show up in a in a in a different way, in a in a more evolved way, then I think it's almost like we're looking forward to to the journey instead of thinking, you know what, um, when I fail, um, it means something about me or it means I'm not good enough. If we have that mindset, um, like anything is possible, um, if I really commit to something, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna push through no matter what. Yeah, and you know what? You bring up such an amazing point. Um, something that I had also kind of been pondering, and that is, is if there was no resistance, if there were no obstacles, would it really be resilience at all? Right. The the fact that we have things in our life, obstacles, those sorts of things in our lives, is where you know resilience is built. Right. Is it, so we almost welcome it, like you said, just. Well, we don't always, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we can have that mindset to welcome it and to see it and to, to ex, you know, accept it um, as, okay, you know, how am I going to learn my way through this situation or what have you? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like if I hadn't have failed, let's say, my test or if I hadn't have felt sick every time I went to speak, would I have developed resilience to the level or to the degree that I have? And and the answer would probably be no. Without that struggle, would there be right any any kind of resilience being built at all? Yeah, it's really. And good. that also makes me makes me think that um, when we're busy with something, and I think we always have a choice. So we we sometimes willingly go into these. Um, challenges and and again for me going back to my sport and you know if I, I for instance think of myself um, being on the track or being on the road and we always have that option to actually stop but it's something bigger um, and and I, I wonder if it isn't the fact that because we have that choice and we know that you know, I'm not going to quit. I'm I'm not going to let my insecurities maybe get the better of me. Um, I think the fact that we have the choice to maybe quit sometimes or to stop, I think that's for me is it's almost like a driver to know that I am not a person that gives up that easily. And I'm going to go and find and dig a little bit deeper and see what is really inside of me so that I can make this thing work. Yeah, yeah. And I just love this. Um, just thinking about how all of a sudden, when that's the, the, that's the mindset and that's the, um, 
you know, driving force, let's say, we start being so much less focused on, you know, ooh, am I going to fail? You know, those thoughts that we have sometimes previous to starting something, now all of a sudden, those are not the thoughts that are coming into our mind at all. Like they are just about, <laughs> I am going to do this, you know? And so I think that is, that is so good. That is so cool. Maybe think of it in your own life and, and maybe what you teach your clients is, and, and I think this is, is has been um, quite a challenge for me maybe in my earlier life more than now, is that when we set goals for ourselves and we don't necessarily see progress, you know, always when we set goals, we have, we're very optimistic and we, we sometimes misjudge the timeline. So how do you think you can maybe give people tips or ways to think about it when they keep working towards a goal and they don't see much progress? You know, how can they, how can they be like resilient? How can they keep moving forward in a situation like that? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, often one of the things that will discourage us is when we don't see the results in a specific amount of time that we thought, you know, would be necessary to achieve the goal. And so I think that's one of the first things that I would probably, would address with my client is you know just this idea that of course we need an end point and we need to put a time on it right that's what a goal is but that doesn't mean that when we don't get to that end point in that allotted time we thought it was going to take that there's anything that's gone wrong what it is a really neat thing to do at that point is to stop and to look and to see where are we now versus where we started from and then forward, how much further do we, you know, perceive it to be to, to reach that um, end point? So I think celebrating what we've already accomplished and where we've come from and then setting our sights back on where we're going and just say, okay, here's my new end, you know, well, the end point's the same, but here's the new time that I'm giving myself to achieve it and then start you know, moving forward again. I mean, it's only in the end that we get to really look back once we've achieved that goal completely that we can say, oh, this is exactly how much time it takes. But often that's part of the problem is, is we think because it's taking longer than we thought that somehow something's gone wrong and that we won't get our goal or whatever. And all of that comes back to deciding, right, and really committing to keeping the goal, the end point. It's just let's now readjust the time yeah yeah that's good yes and just maybe this is um my last question but how do you think sort of self-care um fits into resilience and how can how can it help us if we take care of ourselves to be resilient yeah loving yourself i think loving ourselves it's so important. You know, it's kind of looked down on. We're careful with it, I think, these days is to not, you know, be in love with ourselves as in, I think, sort of this arrogant, puffed up way. But seeing ourselves as, you know, God's created human, one that he loves, 
and allowing sort of a softness and a gentleness with ourselves, seeing ourselves maybe even from his perspective rather um, than really driving ourselves, I think is one of the best ways that I'm able to do any kind of self-care. Uh, spending time alone in in rest and with scripture and truth surrounding me. Just being in God's presence to me is, I mean, that is where I recharge and re-energize and connect. It is like he, he's my power source and gives meaning to all that I do. So for me, that's self-care right there. And I think it's like the number one thing. We'll even go and get a massage or a pedicure or something, thinking we're doing self-care, one of these big grand things or something, you know. And you know what? The whole time I'm laying there, I'm thinking, okay, what do I need to do? What's the strategy? What's the <laughs> what's the plan, you know? And I'm really still not taking care of, I think, what's one of the most important parts of our being and that is is our mind and our heart and, and coming into an alignment with you know who god is and our purpose right yeah i agree i also think um when we we can be more resilient when we know who we are and that we're healthy we have a healthy mind body and soul and that all of that sort of is is in alignment because i if i know i take care of myself that even if i fail or i win i'm going to be taking care of myself either way then i'm going to be so much more willing to go into any challenge or obstacle and 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 go go full out for it um i also think a lot of times we think if we take care of ourselves um, and like you alluded to it we have to do the the spas and and all those things which is incredible it's amazing but i think the everyday you know taking care of ourselves is like spending time with ourselves just acknowledging where we are where we've come from how we've grown i think that is is, is so important because that is the little things that can happen on a daily basis. We don't have to wait for a spa maybe once a week or once a month or however often you do it. And I think that time that we spend with ourselves and getting grounded and sort of getting back to, oh, what is my purpose? You know, what am I, where am I at this season in my life and where, what am I working towards? And it's almost like aligning my my thinking with my goals. Then I'm going to be so much more willing to maybe not get there as 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 you know as quick as I thought I was going to, and I'm going to be able to handle my obstacles so much better along the way. Yeah, you know I um, I just love that you bring that up because we so often brush past the things right, that we could be so thankful for and so even blown away by. And what we look to most often is the thing that isn't done yet. You know, and I was coaching um, a gentleman just earlier this week and a relationship had ended in a way that he, he wasn't pleased with how it ended, kind of left him hanging a bit, just feeling that things weren't 
you know, we like to put bows on things and feel like that's tidy and clean now. And, and that wasn't happening. And we just discussed the fact that in that, in that sense of loss or sense of unfinished business, he had totally lost sight of who he had been in the relationship and what he had brought and contributed and where he'd shown love and planted seeds and really nurtured another human. And I just thought, oh, isn't it just, I mean, coaching is always really, I think it's always for the coach, to be honest with you. <laughs> I saw in, in his struggle, I was like, where do I do that in my life? And, um, you know, coming back to the subject of resilience, I think when we see the evidence in our lives of places where we were able to do it in one case, we are more likely to believe that it's possible for us to do it now in this new place. So really neat. Thanks for that last bit. I think we um, ended this on quite a high note. <laughs> and thank you for all your thoughts today on resilience, Kerry. Um, I look forward to next week. Thanks, Norma. It's been good spending time with you and talking about this subject. Thank you so much. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.